0: Welcome to the Amateur Milf Society, a podcast about the highs and lows of mothering in the modern age. We're your hosts, Rosie and Sinead, and we are just trying, just trying, join us on a journey from positive pregnancy tests through to school and beyond as we try to entangle all those complicated thoughts and feelings that come when you decide to push a baby out of your vagina. Other birthing methods are available. We are average non-famous mums who live average non-famous lives, although if we get famous we're not complaining and we will match Rishi Sunak's 75,000 pounds to move any milf swithers away from pissland.
1: <laughs> yes, yes we will.
0: Um what's Rishi going on about?
1: What's he talking about? So, uh, as someone who used to be quite politically engaged but now gets most of their political information from TikTok. Yes. Uh, I saw a TikTok about Rishi Sunak wanting to improve the optics of immigration in the UK. By paying British nationals to move away, paying British nationals seventy five thousand pounds to move away from the UK. I
0: I would be less surprised if he um if he decided to change what did you say the optics of British immigration by saying we're just gonna um, we're just gonna shoot the boats on the spot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Oh, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, he's like, oh, we'll make it look better by just like... Shipping British people away, but not letting anyone else in. No. We just want less people, period. Yeah. So what I'm saying is we'll we'll match... If Rishi's giving me 75
0: grand... Go for it, mate. I'm gone. If it's coming from him and his wife's pocket, then absolutely. Yeah. It is not, though. Um, Yeah, if they want to pay 75 grand, then when we're famous enough, we'll match it. So we'll double it, essentially. And... Oh my god! Create a massive milf commune. A milf commune somewhere really warm. Yeah. Where would we go? I know we've said Mexico. Spain. Would we go somewhere in Spain?
1: Yeah, I think mm. Spain, Spain or Portugal because it's yeah. close enough to come back to Pissland, if we so choose. We're to going to
0: save the rest of the family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's you know. Easily reachable to other parts of Europe. Yeah, we'll be part of the EU again. Be part of the EU again. Hooray! That'd be nice. Our children would learn Spanish or Portuguese. Mm, yes, they'd be bilingual, which is yeah. always
0: nice. Because I yeah. have been
1: thinking, genuinely thinking quite seriously, about whether me and Darcy would have a better quality of life if we lived in another country.
0: I'm going to tell you the answer. Yes. Yes, the answer is yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Like, yes. My guilt, my
1: fear would be like taking her away from my mum and dad would uh-huh. be really traumatic for all of us. Yes. But then I just need to convince my mum and dad to move to Spain yeah. with me.
0: Yeah. They'd still see her. Be fine. You
1: can buy very, very cheap houses in Spain. I know.
0: I know. And we'd just be so much happier. Shall we move to Spain, Rosie? I would love to move to Spain. I'd love to move to Spain, specifically Seville, where they do flamenco dancing. Oh, and yeah. it is ge- generally about 35 degrees, which see, is perfect. Uh, I
1: just want to live by by the beach. Mhm. I want to live in a place where I can swim in the sea every day. Yeah. Because
0: so nothing nice. makes me feel more joyful than swimming in the sea. I would like to be able to I nothing this is great for us because you like swimming in the sea, I like sunbathing next to the sea. <laughs> nothing makes me happier than lying on a beach, soaking up those sun rays. Little drinky, little drinky poo, A little drinky. Um, little siesta in the
1: afternoon. <sighs> And that's the thing, their lifestyle is so much, like, in in the UK, in Pissland, the, life's, in piss land, the lifestyle <laughs> is to just be as
0: miserable and resentful <laughs> as you possibly can. Work as hard as possible, complain endlessly about it, and be completely fucked up the arse for it yeah. by the government. Yeah.
1: Whereas if you go to Spain, they're like, oh, let's just have a little siesta in the
0: afternoon. Yeah let's you know have a little rest before you go out for your evening beer yeah go out for dinner at 9 p.m. Yeah take your children with you because we all love the children and yeah time. and then if
1: you take a child if you d- dare to take a child into a restaurant in the UK the waiter will pretty much come up to you and say I wish your child was dead
0: <laughs> yeah I'm going to charge you triple because you dare to bring a five-year-old into this room. It's unbelievable
1: yeah I don't like
0: if you take children,
1: into a restaurant or bar in any other country than Pissland, they will have, like... We took Darcy to Salou in Spain when she was three. Yeah. Every bar, every restaurant we went into, the look waitresses it. and waiters were bringing over sweets. They were bringing little mm-hmm. toys for her to Playing play with. Playing with them, looking Playing after with them. them. Yeah.
0: Essentially being nannies. Yeah. They're bar- the bar staff generally look after the children. Oh, don't. Don't even. Don't and then even. if you bring
1: them into a pub in the UK... They can't even have a pack of crisps and a Panda Pop anymore. No,
0: those days are long gone. Were you a pack of crisps and a Panda Pop kind of girl growing up? Absolutely. I was brought up in pub gardens. I yeah. had to look after myself with other feral children. Mm-hmm. And I got a, I got a Panda Pop and a pack of crisps for being. And then there. you get a bit older and you graduate from Panda Pop to J Two O. J Two O, yeah. And I remember one time when I was maybe like twelve or thirteen. I didn't really know what it was but I asked for a Red Bull and my dad got me a Red Bull. No idea what it was, didn't have a clue I just thought it was cool because it was on the telly and I got a Red Bull. I hate Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull's awful. I hated it at the time. I thought, I, I <laughs> thought felt, you were really
1: cool. Yeah, I always thought it was really cool having a J2O because it came in a glass bottle. Yeah,
0: they were fancy, weren't they? Yeah,
1: it felt like having a cider. It felt the same yeah. way that having like a Copper Berg does yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit fancy. Special. It's like, do you want it with a glass with ice? And I'd be like, yes, I want it with a glass yes, with ice. I'm 11
0: and very sophisticated, actually. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Um, is it because, like, the cafe um, industry has taken off so much that parents don't take their kids to pubs anymore? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, potentially. We all um, want, we're all after caffeine now. Yeah, and also,
1: I think that people, especially people that have children, are more likely to drink at home than they are to, to take their kids to a pub.
0: Yeah, because it's cheaper. Yeah. And we um, need our alcohol all of the time. Yeah. Rather than just pub opening hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's
1: no negotiating over who the
0: designated driver is. Yeah, that's true. Because before, they just drove. Yeah. (laughs) Oh god, I did have some wonderful times though at the pubs. That and I also like it. We went all the time. Yeah, we we were in the pub
1: most weekends. I'd say most weekends. I remember
0: like weekday evenings. My dad would go take me to the pub with like the kids on my street and all the dads we go to the pub yeah and we'd all play in the garden for the pub
1: yeah i mean we didn't because my dad worked away we didn't really do weekdays do weekdays pubs. but weekends but the weekends yeah the whole time the pub that is closest to where we live now and like we moved to the house that i live in now when i was 7 um they used to have a karaoke night on a saturday <laughs> oh my god so we'd go we'd do karaoke i would always yeah. sing um eternal flame Really? Yeah, that was my go-to karaoke song. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And there used to be, like, okay. a climbing frame and stuff in the garden, and that, there was, that's, like, that's some bit, trees to okay. climb in. Yeah. But now, the same pub is there, yeah. but they've, like... Most of it is, like, an eating pub. Yeah. There's, like, a tiny bar area, and yeah. they've removed all the playing equipment for children. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They would make so much more money if they catered to the fact that people... Yeah who have children like to go to the pub yeah yeah,
0: absolutely and the kids love it they do put a climbing frame in a pub garden that's it done yeah and you're more likely as well to get the parents staying there longer because the
1: kids want to stay or not even a climbing frame just something for the kids to play with like that pub in kirby that we went to that's
0: got all the little shiny houses it's got some little sheds in the garden what more could you want oh my god the hide and seek in those sheds Yeah, they were like little. They were like little sheds that looked a little bit like um, like Wendy houses, weren't they? Yeah. And there was a few of them dotted around. And how many children were there? There was like, what eight five year olds and a few and a a splatter of two year olds. Splatter of two year olds. Yeah. And they played. We were like, let's play hide and seek. Yeah. And they were. The worst. Yeah, all of them it. decided they were going to go and try and hide in the same house. They're like, "Ah, oh, where where should we hide? Let's all go in one Wendy house that's got
1: four windows." And then Darcy smashed it though by coming and hiding under the table where the adults were sat. She
0: hidden. She hid from us, and g- genuinely, the rest rest of the kids were like completely flummoxed, weren't they? They were like, "Where is she?" They're like, "This must be magic." Where the hell is she? What? Because one kid was able to think of a, a second place to hide. And then Darcy kept looking up from under the table. at was like, <laughs> yeah, she. In that moment, she was like fucking nailed this. Yeah, absolutely she really nailed was. it. And we were like, yes, mate, you stay under there. We've got you. <laughs> We've got you. Oh god, they're so bad at hide and seek. Yeah, they so are terrible. Bad. Absolutely terrible. I'm I'm fairly sure that when I was that age, I was playing hide and seek, but like on a street. Yeah. And we would be like hiding. Like, basically going into other people's back gardens to hide. Yeah. I would play... Did you ever play Potty 1, 2, 3? Yes. So, Potty 1, 2, 3, if you don't know, is where you kind of play hide and seek and there's someone at the potty post, which is like a lamppost, isn't it? Yeah. And you have to get back to the potty post. Or sometimes it's a bin. Or a bin, yeah. Just like a, a thing that's that's there. That's the potty post. And you all hide, but then you have to creep back to the potty post before the person at the potty post catches you, right? Yeah. And when I was growing up up on our street, there were so many kids. We'd play it, but like for the whole, like half of the estate. It'd be like the whole block would be a hiding place. You could hide around the block and then you'd have to creep back and it'd take hours. Oh, it was great. But then, you know, those were also the days where your parents thought it was acceptable for you to be out at all hours on your own.
1: Yeah, that's true. We'd go to... So we lived... When I was very small, we lived on essentially... Like it wasn't a main road, but it was a road Mm. that led straight to an industrial estate. So oh, there was nice. like we weren't allowed to play out the front yeah, like, yeah, when we yeah. lived in our old house. Fair enough. And we also didn't really play out the front when we moved to Less Forest East because oh, there wasn't that like we did sometimes, but hmm. there wasn't That many children. Yeah. Because we went to a different school, so we didn't go to school with the kids that lived in our area Ah, because we went to Catholic school. Sure. So there wasn't really anyone to play with. So, But we'd go to Ireland for the summer. You are too busy doing hymns, weren't you? (laughs) Yeah. We'd go to Ireland (laughs) for the summer and my granny would put us outside after breakfast. (sighs) Off you go. Call us in for lunch at about 12 o'clock. Yeah. And then we had to go back for when... So dinner was on the table at six o'clock.
0: Yeah,
1: when the angelus rang, so we would hear the bells. Oh my god! So in Ireland, right, they have uh, on the telly on like the the their version of like BBC One, mm-hmm. they have the angelus, which is like a bell that rings at. I'm sure it is six o'clock, and they have the, so the bells ring on the telly like it stops. They arrange the telly schedule. For the bells. In such a way that the bells will ring at six o'clock. Wow. And they have this like video montage <laughs> that's been the same forever. Yeah. Where like so there's a man like putting stuff in the boot of his car and then the bells ring and he just like looks at the sky. And then there's what? like there's like a shepherd with some sheep and the bells ring and he like looks at the sky. <laughs> and there's like a whole collage of people like hearing the bells and like looking at the sky
0: <laughs> so it's just a little reminder it's just a little reminder that you're in ireland and you better damn well believe in god more or less is that yeah. what it is yeah. it's like listen to the bells it's god time
1: so we would hear the bells and then that's when we knew like, you looked up at the sky yeah and then we would look at <laughs> the sky <laughs> so the bells would ring yeah. immediately after the weakest link
0: Oh, that's so weird! I can't get my head around this. <laughs> it's so weird! It's really freaking my me out. So Anne Robinson does a little wink, and then the bells. Like everyone's looking at the sky. Yeah, everyone's looking at the sky. Island is a strange place. Ireland, like I have this like vision of Ireland, and I always think that I'm being like a really awful, horrible English white girl, <laughs> like having stereotypical views of Ireland being all like you know leprechauns and fields, but it is. All leprechauns and fields and and God, yeah. isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Every every granny in Ireland, yeah, owns like a commemorative piece of china that's got the Pope's face on it. Yeah, you love the Pope, don't you? In Ireland, like my granny had a a, a big plate, big plate with because in her mind, why plates? Why plates? I don't know. In her mind, the it's like English grannies, English nannas, and having like commemorative. Charles and Diana yeah, wedding crockery. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, but sure. in Ireland, it's always the Pope. Always but the pope. also, old Irish women have decided that after John Paul II died, mm. there has been no Pope since.
0: They're just not accepting any other Pope? They're like, no, John Paul... He was a good egg? Yeah. Was he a good egg? Probably
1: not. Questionable.
0: Questionable, but they liked him. But then
1: the next one after him was, like, a bit of a Nazi, apparently. Okay. So... John Paul was better, so they have stuck with him. But my granny had a big plate with like a collage of pictures of <laughs> Pope John Paul II. God. wild, wild and then, times. And then after the bells, at, at, like I think maybe it's directly after, there's a program that they have on. Mm. It's called Reeling in the Years, where it's it's like time hop, but in a in a small section of Telly Show so it'll tell you all the hap- all the thing all the happenings it's, of that, that day
0: in history. It's all about it very much the past in Ireland, isn't it? I, like love the past. Yeah. We love looking back into the past. Yeah. I mean we do too, but unfortunately we do it in such a way that's like I feel We're like, like it's a very emotional Let's go way. back to World War Two. we I think we do it British people do it in a way that's like, oh the mighty the mighty kings and queens of England that took over the world. Mm. Let's completely ignore the fact that we completely fucked over every other country and colonized it and all of that business. So our, when when British like English people think about the past, it's like Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Oh, Henry the Eighth. He was a funny king, wasn't he? No, he was awful. Yeah. But like, it sounds like for Ireland, it's very much like it's quite um, it's more personal and quite emo- it's like a motive. Yes. Because sometimes reeling in the ears is very very sad. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it probably is most of the time, is it, isn't it? Ringing yeah, in the ears. Yeah,
1: but it's also like, I remember explaining this to a guy that I was going out with, and he was like, "What sort of country is this? <laughs> why do they? Why do the bells ring?"
0: I don't know. Is it a country that's been raped and pillaged by the English? It maybe? is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a country that was ra- thoroughly raped and pillaged by the English <laughs> yes. for
0: quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of many countries yeah. that's been raped, raped and pillaged by the English, yes. Mm, wonderful. Um, uh, shall we stop talking about the Pope? Yeah. Let's stop. Yeah. The, okay, what's your week in one sentence, please? My
1: week in one sentence is that bottomless
0: brunch is a dangerous game. Bottomless brunch. I can't even say it because I'm still hungover from it. Bottomless brunch is a dangerous game. And yet I'm still totally on board with it. Absolutely. I still, like, bring on the booze. The last bottomless brunch I did, I was a fucking state and I was with a group of girls who were all much younger than me. And I really showed myself up, quite frankly, because <laughs> I was the one being like, I can't drink anymore. And yet on Friday, we went to bottomless brunch and I was like, give me more booze, more booze. More all booze all the time. All of the booze. But bear in mind, the group of
1: friends that me and Rosie went for bottomless brunch with on Friday... Mm-hmm. We have known each other for five and a half years. Yeah, Five to six years. This is the first time we've all gathered together. On our own. On our own. Oh my God, I didn't realise that. To drink.
0: Literally, like, no children, no um, partners. No children. Just as girls. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah, and we were feral. Oh, we were f- so feral. Absolutely
1: feral. feral. We so took up feral. residence in Las Iguanas and promptly started cackling
0: like a gang of witches. Demanding alcohol on tap. It was bottomless brunch, so we are allowed to do that. Yeah. But we were very much like, we're taking this quite seriously. Yeah. So bring us all the business. Like and
1: like for me, I I view bottomless brunch as a personal challenge. Yeah, me too. I'm like, me too. I'm like strategizing. I'm like,
0: how much booze can how I drink this in the next two hours? Yeah, 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 let's get like, how many shall we drink? Which like, ones Me are the and Rosie strongest?
1: had looked at every single cocktail on the menu before we even remembered that we were getting food too. Yeah, and we were like, should we have one of each? We managed about four. I think we did f- four or five cocktails, but lots of prosecco. Lots of prosecco, yeah. and then we went to another pub. More Prosecco. And more Prosecco. Which I have no idea. I Who bought that Prosecco? Where did it come from? Well, I arrived and there was Prosecco. Yeah, wasn't me, mate. Not a clue. And then me, I bought more Prosecco. Oh, you bought more Prosecco. Okay. But so, I oh. had to do a dip out midway through to buy a birthday present for a you party did. that I was going to.
0: You left.
1: I was hammered.
0: Yeah, where did you go? Marks and
1: Spencers? I went to Marks and Spencers to buy a card. Yeah. Selected the first card I saw that said five on it. thought, that'll do the That's job. That's got a five on it. Yes, please. And then I was like, oh, I was like, should I go to TK Maxx and look and see and buy a Barbie? I what, was is, like, what is wrong with you? And then I was like... And you own crack! And then I was like, no, I will not do that. No! I spied Lush out of the corner of my eye and I was like ah, okay. the staff in Lush are very helpful <laughs> so I st- and I need help <laughs> and I stumbled into Lush yes th- located a person and I was like find me bath bombs for a child bath bombs
0: for a child <laughs> how, how much did you spend? Loads, loads of money more than I wanted more to more than you wanted of course yeah. but did. then I also
1: bought treats for Darcy as well yeah, you got it. It's lush. So nice. they brought me like a very nicely wrapped... Because mm. I think they knew that I wasn't getting up in the morning to wrap <laughs>
0: a birthday present. That's sweet, isn't it? They so really thought
1: that through. They brought me a wrapped gift set of bath bombs mm. and the child that received them was very happy with the oh, present. Good.
0: Can I say at this point that I think there's a real... And I mean, I don't think it's spoken about enough, quite frankly. I think there's quite a big divide in this country and we need to have this discussion here and now on the Amateur Mill Society. Um, we're saying it here first. Uh-huh. There is a real divide between people who really love Lush and people who really hate it. Yeah. And uh, it's not spoken about enough. I really am a massive Lush advocate. I love like I'm mean, quite emotional about it, actually.
1: I think Lush is bloody brilliant. I get a bit overwhelmed being inside of a Lush, though.
0: Yeah, I get overwhelmed, but in a really good way. I need I'm, to like, be treating myself. <laughs> I need to be in and out of Lush. Okay. Swiftly. This is funny, this is interesting, because you're an advocate of lush as well. You're a love love lush, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a love lush. Um I go in there and end up getting a hand massage from from one of the staff. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in here now, I might as well stay here for the day. <laughs> what are you gonna what products are you gonna put on me and how much am I spending? <laughs> I bloody love lush. Dave hates it. I think that is the smell,
1: it's a very overwhelming sensory experience being oh,
0: yeah. I think that's why I like it though I think the reason I like it is because I must be and you might have noticed this by now for anyone who've listened to the other podcast that I must be descendant from some kind of witch because I'm really I love all that lotions and potions and mixing and herbs and all that shit and putting them in little bags and wrapping them all up and then taking them home Yeah, and then trying out the little lotions and potions and they are all got different smells in them and different things that do di- different mm. properties um, and I love it. Yeah, Dave hates it so much. He <laughs> hates it, but I just think it's great. Um, so yeah, we'd love to hear from you if you're if you're a love lusher or a hate lusher. Yeah, gives you reasons. But also bottomless brunch. Yeah, continue. You went into lush. Sorry, I got very overwhelmed. <laughs> I went there. into
1: lush and came and met the rest of us, uh, the rest of you in in a beer garden. Yes. Um. But we were all about six times louder than we usually are. And I didn't realise this until about an hour ago. When all Rosie wanted to do was literally scream about other people getting tattoos oh, tell me about and it. also tell me about discuss it. sex very loudly. I don't,
0: what, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was so drunk. I was just like, let's all... Oh, we're girls get, get We're get now out. Oh, let's talk about sex and tattoos. And tell me about your sex life. I want to know... Oh, God. I'm absolutely despicable.
1: But I didn't go near any stairs, so I didn't
0: fall on any stairs. You, you did say you had bad knees. So yeah, something happened, and we don't know what happened. I've got happened. on my knee. We don't know where you fell, how you fell, if you did, in fact, fall. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I got. We, so we got to the pub garden, and someone had bought Prosecco, which I had some of, and then you'd obviously bought Prosecco, which I had a tiny amount of. And then for about an hour, I sat there going... I need to go. I need to go home. I need to go home. and feel. I need to go home. I need to go home. And then I finally did go home, and I had two bites of a pasty, and then fell asleep. I went to bed
1: in all of my makeup. Mm-hmm. Woke up at six o'clock to be sick, nice. and went back to sleep for three hours. Did and did the sick help? I think I would have felt a lot worse yesterday had I not been sick.
0: Yeah, I wish I'd been sick. I'm never sick though.
1: I'm very rarely sick but I I, we drank prodigious amounts of alcohol
0: (laughs) on Friday it's it's scary isn't it I'll quickly connect them Proseccos
1: yeah it goes down like juice that Prosecco was nice it was really really good Prosecco Las Iguanas by the way great place to do bottomless brunch I mean the portions of food are tiny which is a good thing if you subscribe to eating's Cheating
0: but yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. like the drinks were flowing and you
0: get Two hours instead of an hour and a half. You get two hours, you can get a lot of drink out of that. And they are pretty good on the service. It was quite um quiet. So we are quite good because we were like, more drinks, more drinks, more drinks. And they kept bringing them to us. So the drinking thing was great. The cocktails were really nice. That passion fruit one was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was basically juice. So I necked it. Um, But yeah, the food portions were too small. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was so drunk. It was the food portions fault, not the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should have eaten more food. Basically. yeah because that was our so it was lunchtime it was half one that we got there and then we had the very small portion of food and then i think we thought that was dinner yeah and then it got to about seven o'clock and we were all absolutely smashed yeah. wondering why yeah and at no point did we think shall we get some more food yeah and we were in a place that serves, serves food, food. It's, uh, yes at no point did we go should we order some of that Oh, well, to be fair, Sinead, you and I were too busy smoking Tunisian cigarettes. But there That we is know. true, actually. That's for another time. Um, shall I give you my week in one sentence? Please do. Uh, my week in one sentence, you already know this, Lola requires a dog bed. <laughs> um, last night, and this has happened a few times, but never quite, quite so extreme, Lola has this habit of she'll wake up and then she'll come into our room and and then she'll get into bed and then you try to get her out like get her into a good position so that you can all sleep she refuses she screams at the top of her voice and goes to the end of the bed like a dog and you're like you can't sleep at the end of bed you're going to fall out and hurt yourself so you try and pull her back and it's just a big tug of war and she's like <laughs> all the rage which we spoke about last week lots of rage and in the end what she tends to do is just get off the bed and lie on the floor in the, in the child's pose position and falls asleep <laughs> And the first time that this happened, it was quite alarming for Dave. And he couldn't sleep because he was like, she can't sleep like that. And then when it was quite apparent that she that couldn't sleep like that in her bed. Yeah, they can sleep anywhere. Yeah, and in any like, position. Yeah, she can sleep like that. So we've started just leaving her. But last night got quite bad because she she got really angry because she couldn't sleep at the end of the bed. So she got out of bed. But instead of just lying on the floor, she she toddled her way out, out into the hallway. And me and Dave were like lying in, in the darkness. And we just looked at each other and went, what's she doing what's she doing what's she doing because you just heard heard little feet like top, top 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 out of the room where's she go what's she fucking doing what's happening thinking she, she's probably taking herself back to her own bed and then there's just silence I'm like is she okay is she okay we am doing that thing like is she okay so then I get out of bed and she's just parked herself in the child's pose at the very top of the stairs <laughs> against the stair gate fast asleep and she stayed there till about six. <laughs> oh, She's there for hours, fast asleep. I really do think you should invest in a dog bed. She would love, yeah, I think she does because she likes getting into Dobby's bed downstairs and like putting cushions over her, like it's a little bed. I think we need to get her a dog bed and just put it in our room. Yeah. And then when she t- <laughs> when she leaves her room, she toddles away in. She can just curl herself up in a little dog bed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I told you this story earlier, but. When Darcy was at nursery, she hadn't been there for very long, and I went to pick her up one day to find her
0: unconscious in a dog bed. I j- like in that moment were you like have i have I stumbled into some kind of crime gang I was like, are there nurseries? cages like, well, yeah."
1: Do I need to ring the police? And then I was like, I'm paying these people obscene amounts of huge money, huge amounts
0: of money, and you've provided her with a dog bed.
1: But then I thought about it deeper, and I was like, it makes a lot of sense because like, yeah, you don't want to be reaching in and out of a cot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And when they fall asleep, like they, you can just like move a sleeping child to a dog bed, and they're contained. They're happy. They feel cocooned. They're comfortable.
0: They're comfortable. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm now. I think I'm a big advocate of uh, dog beds for toddlers. I think it's the way forward. I can't wait to so see. What size of dog bed would you buy for a toddler? Exactly the same one that my dog has. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to Pets at Home tomorrow and buy the same one.
1: They're quite yeah. expensive
0: though, that's the only thing. There needs to be like a. I think oh, they a good... do lots of dog beds in TK Maxx actually. I'm so glad you didn't go to TK Maxx when you were drunk, Sinead, You would have never got out, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. You'd never. What you th- TK Maxx? It of was all a the very places. fleeting thought. Oh, that would have been. Ta- I would have been sick in there if I'd have gone in that drunk. Too much. Too and much. And the staff are not helpful enough. They are not helpful at all. They're non-existent as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't unconcern. have been like, find me a toy for a child. They'd be like, what sort of toy? We have one of each. <laughs> Honestly. Um, so, what are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about those magical new developments in the human condition that happen when you have children. Yes. That are called mum guilt and mum rage. Yes. So You unlock new emotions. Yeah. When you have kids. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like a part of your brain has been like switched off for your whole life. And then you have children and it's like ding. Yeah. And it's at that point that your mum goes, yeah. Yeah, you know now, don't you? Yeah. And you go, yes, fuck you, why don't you tell me about it? Yeah. Um And no one really tells you that it happens. No, it's flo- it's floated around there, it's a term you've maybe heard of, you don't think too much about it, and then bang, I feel as guilty as a serial killer. Yeah. Although no, actually, probably more.
1: I feel guiltier. Guiltier. Than serial yeah. I mean, guilty, serial yeah. killers aren't often known <laughs> for their remorse. <laughs> ah. Yeah,
0: they don't feel so they don't feel bad about the inflection you might have used to tell your child off, do they? They don't yeah. feel guilty about that shit. Yeah, mum guilt and mum rage. Now, is this a new? Is this a new term?
1: I think newish. I, yeah, newish. I mean, I don't know whether it's because now I run in parenting circles, um, mm. whereas before I had children, obviously I would have been completely oblivious to it. Well, but I've been drunk the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Generationally, I think it is quite a new thing because I don't think that our parents struggled with it in the same way
0: yeah i was talking to my mum about this yesterday and i think she definitely she was saying that there's definitely things that she feels really guilty about like the way in which she d- like said the way she said things and it's all things that are like that's what's so interesting about the mum guilt thing is it doesn't matter who you speak to the things that we feel guilty about are totally things that we shouldn't feel guilty about yeah, really, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and we just really shit on ourselves. Yeah, about because them. we feel
1: guilty about
0: everything. everything, absolutely everything. But yeah, so I know that my mum feels guilty about certain things, but I don't. I think beyond that generation, or or the guilt was different for different reasons, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the guilt now, well, give me a list of things you feel guilty about. Um, I feel guilty that Darcy doesn't have a dad.
1: I feel guilty that we still live with my parents. I feel guilty that um, I am not constantly available to cater to all of her whims. Mm-hmm. I feel guilty that um, sometimes I need to bath her and she doesn't want a bath. I feel guilty that I've not booked her into swimming lessons yet. I feel guilty that maybe she would be doing better if she was at a different school or maybe she would be happier if we moved to Spain.
0: I feel, gu- I feel guilty about everything. Can I do a list too? Yeah. I feel guilty that Ramona can't swim yet and she doesn't go to swimming lessons, but she will not learn to swim because she hates it. I feel guilty that um, I react to her anger in the same way that my mum reacted to my anger, which is to sort of switch off and walk away and so I feel like I'm gaslighting her. I feel guilty that I don't show her enough love and I don't give her enough attention. I feel guilty that I'm a stay-at-home mum and I see her more than mums that go to work and send them to nursery or full-time whatever so that they're around more children i feel guilty that i don't take her to the park enough i feel guilty that i don't play games with her enough yeah i feel guilty that um she's in a school with people that aren't similar to her i feel guilty that i don't spend enough time doing educational things with her i f- <laughs> i feel guilty that sometimes i um uh i don't like the clothes she chooses to wear and that i wish she was wearing <laughs> something else um, I feel guilty that I snap at her sometimes. I feel guilty that um, I tell her to um, eat her dinner too often or her breakfast. Yeah. I feel guilty for making her brush her teeth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, the list goes on, does it not? Yeah. Yeah, and I really, like, one of the big ones
0: for me is snapping. Snapping. Snapping's my number one. Yeah. Number one guilt, snapping. And not. And also, like, not reacting... I know that when she's kicking off about something, the very best way that I could react is to just give her a fucking cuddle. And I cannot because she's a prick. (laughs) And I don't want to. And I really struggle to get through that barrier. And it makes me riddled with guilt. Riddled with it constantly. Yeah. So on that note, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll go into more detail with that. But the point I wanted to make is that the mum guilt that might have come a few generations ago was more likely to be whether your child was getting a good education, whether Mm -hmm. they were doing well at school, whether they, like, you know... Looked presentable Whether they were wearing clean clothes. Whether their clothes were ironed. Whether their clothes were ironed. So it was all very much like a kind of uh, how they were perceived in the outside world, whether they were doing well in terms of, like, um, you know, education and finance. If you can tell you, Sheila down the road that they've got like all A stars in their GCSEs, it was all keeping up appearances, wasn't it? All of it. Yeah. And the difference now is that we've got we've come away from that a little bit because we've understood that actually not most of that is not that important. But no, but we also do. But we feel do, guilty yeah, we about we all those things. Do feel guilty about those things? Slightly different, but yeah, we do that as well. But then
1: we also feel guilty because we have to cultivate positive
0: mental health in our children yeah yeah. so the the whole like um, mental health thing was not a thing a few generations ago at all
1: like I would say that maybe our parents might have felt guilty about but then I I don't think that that's guilt I think that's like maybe a a level of anxiety about how they feel that their family is
0: Mm, perceived I don't think they feel guilty if if their children aren't yeah, something has shifted in society and it's hap- Like, you know, it's the powers that, be- that have done it because they've realised they can make money off of it. Uh, the reason that our parents and our parents' parents didn't feel guilt is because it wasn't given to them as something that's your your fault. Yeah. It was more like, you know, it's just a society thing. Or Whereas like, now,
1: oh, your kids aren't, you know, they're hanging around with the wrong crowd yeah. and that's why they're.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was never your are. fault. No. It was just a thing that, you know, it yeah. was someone's fault, but probably not yours. Whereas now it's very much—I don't know how it's happened. I don't know how it's happened. It must be cap- capitalism, surely. But mm-hmm. it is—it's—it's like, it's now. It's like it is all your fault. Yeah. It's single-handedly your fault, and it is your job to be the perfect mother for your child, so that you don't completely break them. Mm-hmm. There's this idea that if you don't parent in a certain way, then you're going to give your child mental health problems. Yeah, you're gonna traumatise your child. Traumatise your child. I think to an extent that's um not true because if you are just trying and like the conversations we're having now, it's like the the main thing that you can do is is make sure that your children know you love them. Yeah. And
1: and I think the crux, like the real when you get to the heart of the matter on Mm -hmm. mum guilt, it's the feeling that you are not doing enough yeah, yeah, for your yeah. child. Absolutely.
0: 100%. But I
1: don't think our parents ever had that. No. Because they knew, they were like, I'm doing what I can. I'm doing the best I can. But now... This is as much as I can do. We're constant. We have, like, the message shoved down our throat all the mm. time that, like, you can be doing everything
0: and it still cannot be enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And there's so... I think the other thing as well is because there's so much um talk around the child's like um happiness and general well-being it's like completely it it almost completely excuses the way you're feeling so it kind of goes i don't care how triggered you are by this yeah like it disregards your feelings totally disregards your feelings i don't care how triggered you are you have got to show your your child this amount of love and attention all of the time even mm-hmm. when they're pushing all of your buttons and you want to leave home yeah if you're not if you're not showing your child positive you know affirmations and all that shit then you're a bad parent yeah and so it makes you feel guilty because you're like i physically can't do that right now yeah because i'm losing my mind I'm, i i want to i want to leave yeah. this week i've li- I, literally i just uh, i just don't want to be i don't want to live at home anymore i just want to go like honestly
1: you know if i i think sometimes if i had Started a list mm. on the day that Darcy was born. Yeah. For all the different reasons why I feel guilty.
0: Yeah.
1: I, by now, would have a book longer than the Bible.
0: Yeah. It'd be, a, it'd be like Lord of the Rings. It'd be
1: like a new... There's a new thing to feel guilty about. Always. Every oh, single day. Every day. Am I doing enough reading with her? Mm. You know, am I... Should I be concerned... That her maths about her maths level mm, yeah and then I'm like and then I feel guilty
0: that I don't know if I should be concerned about that yeah yeah me too when I when we went into parents evening for Ramona like the one of the first parents evenings and they were like you know we have absolutely no concerns about her reading at all like her reading's really good or like they had no concerns at all really but I was going is her reading level good compared to the other kids in her class yeah and they were like we can't tell you that And I was like, okay, so I don't know if I should be worried about her. Then, if you can't tell me, if then we like, the teacher said we don't, we can't, we don't like to compare with other children. I was like, I need you to compare because I don't know where to put myself. Like, how guilty should I feel? Yeah. (laughs) What scale of guilt should I feel based on how well my child can read? Yeah. If and if you can't tell me what level she can read compared to other children, then where do I stand? Yeah, and then it's
1: like. You feel guilty for wanting to know how good your how children good are you in yeah. in comparison to other children. Yeah. It's just never ending. Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think now, now that Darcy is five, I am starting to reject mm. that idea of guilt. Like actively trying to fight against.
0: How do you do that? How do you do? What, what what's your mechanism for doing that? Uh, same mechanism that
1: I use for a lot of things, which is complete denial. Complete denial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure, sure.
0: But no, I think that's a really good thing to do. I've definitely done it in some aspects because there's some there's some mum guilt that I've had recently, especially like um, with Lola and Ramona. And yeah, being two siblings, where I've just gone. Do you know what Rosie? There's fuck all you can do about that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no point feeling guilty about it because you can't do any more than you already are. But there's certain things and it's usually like an emotional thing or like if they're kicking off and the ways in which I'm triggered m- makes me feel so shit. And But I still feel like there's not much I can do about it because everyone says, oh, well, you know, read your gentle parenting book and try this and try that. And it's like, it's all right me reading those books and agreeing with everything that they say. But those books don't they're take very...
1: into c- consideration your own trauma. Yeah, your, your own feelings in that feelings. moment. Yeah.
0: 'Cause I just can't get myself out of it. No. It's so hard.
1: Yeah, and and like I've <sighs> completely lost the train of thought of what <laughs> I was gonna say. Just For all, the, all <sighs> the guilt
0: in the brain. Because all the guilt has broken. Well, my brain. I was gonna ask you what your um so like we're talking we're talking about guilt but also about rage, right? Yeah. So what are your triggers um that in terms of like getting angry at stuff? What triggers you? I th- I'd say
1: one of my main ones. One of the biggest ones is when I don't feel listened to. Okay. Can you so, give me an example? You know, you ask your child to do something. Mm-hmm. And they yes. ignore you and they don't do it. Yeah. And then you ask them again. Yeah. And they ignore you and they don't do it. <laughs> and then you ask them again. Oh, man. And they ignore you and you don't do it. And I just, like, I know that it is unreasonable
0: mm.
1: to expect her to do the thing that I've asked her to do immediately every single time. Mm-hmm but still every single time she ignores me yeah it like flips a switch in my brain yeah and i see red yeah and like that is a thing i rage is very different from anger or irritation or annoyance mm. because for me it's like It's something I had never experienced before having Darcy. No, me too. Never. Like, I would be irritable and annoyed, but I would never... I feel that, like... It's almost like I can feel my blood boiling inside my
0: veins and, like, the red mist descends over my eyes. I don't think I've ever felt so angry that I've slammed a door and then felt stupid for it afterwards. Yeah. Until I had children. Yeah, because... And then gone, why the fuck have I just slammed a door? Yeah. What's wrong with me?
1: Yeah. Slammed a door or, like angrily slammed a coffee cup down yeah, on the counter. Or, yeah. like... I'm making myself heard. because i ...thrown I'm something across the room. Yeah, like yeah. I remember Darcy being really, really tiny, and she was just screaming mm-hmm. and screaming and screaming. And I just... I was so angry, I didn't know what to do with myself, and I'd just taken her shoe off, so I threw the shoe at the wall. <laughs> yeah, just anything, just anything to get like that Like, you rage need to out. physically, yeah, like, yeah. rid your body from that but level of anger. But then, because it's, I
0: think it's because it's your children, and you care about them, and you care about, like, what reactions they see, you do that, and then you immediately feel so much guilt yeah, for so doing the, that thing. So
1: the rage is completely out of your control. Yeah. But the rage triggers
0: the guilt. Yeah. And then the guilt happens and you go, what's wrong with me? Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. And then it. you
1: feel like so stupid. I'm like, how can I have a screaming argument with a two-year-old? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
0: Like, she can't even form sentences yet. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am asking them to do something and getting so angry about it, I've thrown a shoe at a
1: wall. Yeah, like you feel so <laughs> pathetic when yeah. you get into an an argument, argument. with your an infant. Argument.
0: An argument, and yeah, my yeah, mom's yeah.
1: like, "Just don't argue with her." And I'm just like, "Do you want me to argue with you?
0: <laughs> I'll argue with you instead." Yeah, it's so it's so difficult. I I've like, I I don't know what I'm not sure if I know fully what my triggers are, but like I know that Dave's triggers are definitely food. So we definitely have like a dinner dinner time triggers. Yeah, which we've got much better at because I think I've like. I've explained that to him. I know why he's triggered by food because of like his childhood. And so now I know like why that triggers him. And it's like, I'm able to tell him that's your trigger. You just need to like try and let that slide if you can and just let's not bother about it. So instead of being like, can you eat eat dinner? Please eat dinner. Eat dinner. Eat dinner. Eat dinner. More rage. More rage. And then all the rage. And it like builds, doesn't it? Like another one
1: that really, really stresses me out is Darcy is just, she just never stops moving. Yeah. So, you know, if yeah, we're, like, yeah. sitting, eating dinner, for example, yeah, she'll be, tail. like, half on and off the chair, like... Picking things up. Picking things Looking up. at stuff. Yeah, if she's on the sofa watching yeah. telly, she can't just sit on the sofa yeah. and watch the telly. Oh she's, like, throwing herself all over the sofa. And I don't know why yeah. it pisses me off so much. Yeah. But sometimes it gets to the
0: point where I'm, I can't even look at her. I and that is hurting my Yeah. I think what I think I'm usually... I'm quite I'm alright a lot of the time. I think my triggers are probably more like when she's been triggered by something. So it's like when she starts kicking off, it's suddenly I'm like, Right, oh we're oh we're doing this, are we? Yeah. I'll beat you. I'm in. <laughs> I'll kick off more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick off more and I'm gonna gaslight you to shit. Cause I that's what I do. I like get triggered by her when her her rages, when she gets angry, she gets pissed off by something, she stamps and she growls, the growling I think triggers me yeah, massively. Uh, that sound, uh, it makes me want to vomit. So she does that. But then, then I then know that I have made that sound. Yeah. That's where Darcy has learned the sound from. Uh-huh. I did that the other day in the kitchen. I think it was the day I slammed the door. And I did that sound and I just went, fuck. <laughs> She's it from me. Yeah. So then you feel guilty about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard. But yeah, I get triggered by her, her anger. And then I get... I get pissed off. I snap. But then I hit a point. So I think me and Dave's, Dave are opposite. So Dave will like, Dave's really patient, but then he gets to a point and then he loses it and he shouts. But I find I think that's better than what I do because what he does is like he's really good with them and then he'll shout and it's like they know they've, they've pushed a boundary too far. Yeah. And I think that's quite good because it's like they've gone, okay, all right, yeah, I probably should stop being a dick now. Yeah. Whereas I just tap out.
1: I'm yes. just like
0: I'm just gonna ignore you. I'm yeah, just going and, and I'm gonna stomp around in the kitchen because we've had an argument about something, or I've snapped at you, or you snapped at me and you're being a dick. And so <laughs> I just go I'm done. And off I go. Off I off I toddle and I disappear. Yeah. And then I'll be really like sulky with them. I sulk, I'm a sulker. I sulk. Are you a sulker? I was a th-
1: when I went to the
0: park the other week. Sulking. 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 Yeah.
1: And I'm like, why am I doing I'm a this? Child yeah. That- What's wrong with me? Yeah, but I physically cannot yeah. stop myself from doing it, and yeah, I'm very yeah, much yeah. the same. Like, if I if I can really feel that Darcy is pushing, pushing my buttons, yeah. and really winding me up, I will just disengage. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Disengage. That's exactly what I do, and, and I
1: think it's better that I do that because if I don't, if only if I try and force, force myself to push through it hmm.
0: that's yeah, I when i will
1: really snap yeah, and yeah, i yeah. will like shout
0: i think yeah i and i think i'm going through this at the minute where i feel like i'm better off to sulk because then i won't shout so it's better for me to sulk but then i come out of the other end of that and i think but sulking what doesn't sh- make you feel good it doesn't make you feel good it doesn't make me any feel feel any better and then i feel guilty because i think what am i teaching her I'm teaching her that, like, when I'm pissed off, when she's pissing me off, she'll get nothing from me.
1: Mm.
0: When I should be engaging with her in some way, but it's like I'm just tapping out and, like, nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I don't think that's very healthy. But I, the thing is, I don't think any of these things are very healthy. Mm-mm. But I can't stop myself. Yeah. So I guess what we really need from you listeners is to give us some coping mechanisms, please. Yeah. I've yeah. to, I've to, I have I've know, well, maybe you could do this with your parents, but I said to Dave the other day, I was like, I know you can't leave Ramona alone when she's in a mood because she freaks out. So you have to live with it. Unfortunately, I can leave the room, but not for to- too long because she'll get worse. So I sort of have to be around it. And because um, I gaslight her so much, I so <laughs> guilty about it. All she really wants is my, atten- my attention, me personally, and probably some love from me. But I can't do it because I don't want to hug her when she's being a prick. Yeah. So I said to Dave, I was like, I think you need to instigate us having a hug because then I can't get out of it. It's out of my control. Mm-hmm. And he's in. if he's instigating it, I can't say no. I can't go off and sulk. And I'm never going to be able to... I'm never going to be in a position w- and- until I've really learned you know, what my triggers are. I'm not going to be able to say... Do you know what? Let's stop this madness and let's have a cuddle. Yeah. But Dave could do that. Yeah. So I've said to Dave what we need to try doing is in those moments, I don't care when it is or how often you do it, just say to Ramona, go and give Mummy a cuddle. Mm-hmm. And then I can't do anything about that. Yeah. But cuddle her, which is probably what she wants. Yeah. Like, Darcy
1: has started doing that now, like when we've both really been winding each other up. Yeah, Ramona does she too. She will come and give me a hug. Does she say sorry? sometimes ramona sometimes comes over and says i'm sorry mummy. but then sometimes darcy just says she's sorry and doesn't mean it and that really reminds no. me of <laughs> you're like excuse me like and it's it's because usually i've told her that there will be a consequence yeah, for what yeah. she is doing yeah yeah like the youtube thing yeah because long story short darcy crept into the room put on youtube yeah. she got banned off youtube yeah um, but she not did by not by YouTube, by, by you. me. <laughs> uh, but she did it in the morning, so I had to tell her that she was banned off YouTube, and then get her ready for and school. Then, oh that's it. That's it. And all she did all morning was like, uh, "I'm sorry, mummy. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so. Please, can I have YouTube back?" Yeah. And I was just like, "No." And if I ever hear the word YouTube <laughs> yeah. again. I, I, and I, I was so petty smashing my own phone I was so petty that I got my phone out and put it in front of her face and deleted YouTube <laughs> I was like it's gone deleted it's, it's gone you can't have it anymore it's over
0: forever and yeah. she was just
1: like oh baby I'm sorry oh, and God. I think I was just so dysregulated because it had happened the second I opened my fucking eyes yeah, that's it That There was just... There was no pulling it back for me.
0: Yeah. Are there any things that you, like, um, used to feel really guilty about that you've actually managed to change that you no longer feel guilty about? Yeah, I used to feel massive... I used to
1: feel massive, massive guilt about the fact that I'm a single parent. Mm. Massive guilt. And quite a lot of shame as well. Yeah. And it's taken me five years. But now I... I just don't I just don't feel because you've got there's no, there's, no, there's, need no to, there's nothing I can do about it to yet. start to start with yeah there's also nothing really to feel guilty about like yeah. she has so many people around her yeah she's so loved that I don't think like it's not something that's ever bothered her yeah so it's just stopped bothering me because i felt really guilty for a long time because i was like oh like it's my fault that darcy doesn't have a real family
0: yeah but she does have a real family but
1: she does have a real family yeah
0: yeah. yeah. because you think irrational
1: things yeah, when you are consumed by this
0: guilt i feel guilty for a really long time that i was a stay-at-home mum which is insane absolutely insane but i was riddled with it because i was like i've because I'm, because I was staying at home, but because I was trying to run a business, and I still have this problem now with this idea that because I'm a stay-at-home mum in inverted commas, and I'm also running a business in inverted commas, it's like there were two. Neither I wasn't doing neither of them properly. Yeah. And therefore, neither of them were valid. And I still have that thing now about my business where I feel like I'm I'm a fraud because it's not real. I don't, or or like I don't make enough money, and that's my fault. And so I felt so much guilt about being a stay-at-home mum because I was like, if I had a proper job then Ramona would be able to go to nursery and be around more children. Mm. And her having to live with me is going to be detrimental because she's going to just think I'm a layabout. And that's what I thought for so long. And then I had Lola and... um, Because Ramona's quite... She's quite a shy kid. Yeah. And so I worried that that was my fault for being a stay-at-home mum and that I should have put more effort into, like, making money so that she could go to nursery. Ah. And then I had Lola in exactly the same position stay at home mum working from home and she went she st- just started going to nursery and we've spoke about this before she is quite heavily more sociable than Ramona. yeah and so like having her being be, it being quite obvious from a very early age in Lola's life that they were very very different personalities yeah gave me that like it was that moment of clarity where i was like oh this isn't my fault but that's (laughs) so interesting
1: because you felt guilty for being a stay at home mum I felt guilty for sending sending her to nursery like I and I still do stand by it I think that nursery is the best money I ever spent I think it really did the world of good for Darcy and she Mm. loved it Mm. but I felt really guilty especially towards like the last sort of year or so that she was in nursery she was in full time so she was Mm. Monday to Friday she'd get dropped off at half seven in the morning we'd pick her up at quarter to six in the evening yeah. and i'd see her for like an hour before i put her to bed yeah and i felt so guilty about that especially because a lot of the time it was my mom doing the drop-offs and pickups mm. so i would uh, maybe only pick darcy up from nursery once or twice a week yeah and i felt so guilty about that mm. because there were so many parents at the nursery that i only saw for the first time at nursery graduation
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and I felt so guilty. I was like, someone else has raised my child.
0: Yeah. But I felt guilty for the opposite reason. So it's just... Yeah. It just goes, that's proof, isn't it? That it's, the
1: proof is you can't fucking win. No, you can't. And you can't. will feel really guilty yeah.
0: about everything yeah.
1: unless you actively force yourself not to.
0: Yeah. You have to do something... Yeah, it's like rationalising. It's like now I've rationalised that that was a silly thing to feel guilty about. Now mm. that I've got two children, that's it's fairly obvious that Ramona's not shy because I was a stay-at-home mum. Yeah, Ramona's <laughs> shy because she is shy. <laughs> she's shy. Yeah, yeah, and it, and that's not my fault. And I'm and all I can do is nurture her for what she is. But like, yeah, I think once you're able to, once you've got a reason to rationalise it, and now it's like now that she's at school, now that Darcy's at school. You're able to rationalise that nursery was really good for her mm-hmm. because she's a really well, well-rounded kid who enjoyed nursery and enjoyed school. So now you're always go, I don't need to feel guilty about that. So it's like, how how do you how do you stop feeling guilty about stuff that you can't rationalise? I Probably just do therapy, but Probably I wouldn't know. Probably lots and lots of therapy, lots of money for a therapist. Like, are there
1: mums that just don't? experience mum guilt, I'd be really interested to find out. Yeah, I'd be really interested to find out what, what other mums feel guilty about. It's probably because, all the same stuff right? Yeah, because every mum that I know
0: yeah. has some level Yeah. of like deep guilt. Yeah, all of the time. Yeah. So um, we did want to touch upon this, we wanted to see, because it's not a word that's used very often, but is there dad guilt? It's not something I have
1: ever discussed really So it's it's
0: interesting because mum guilt is a term. We're yes. not just saying the word mum guilt, it's a phrase that is used. This is a very common phrase that everyone's heard. Dad guilt is not. That no. is something that is not a thing. I'd be willing to bet that there are dads that feel dad guilt. So Dave definitely does. We've spoken about it very recently and like he really hates that he snaps and shouts and he has that anger trigger and I've had and like he was like I hate myself for it. It really, really upsets him. But we've like, you know, strategized and talked about, you know, coping mechanisms and why I don't think that's such a bad thing and all that sort of thing. So he definitely has it. But the difference is society isn't telling him to have it. Yeah. Isn't it? Like that society isn't saying, Yeah, you should be feeling guilty about being a dad, actually. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I think maybe because fatherhood is seen like societally fatherhood is seen as much more of
0: a removed Hmm. state than motherhood if anything's going on with your kid it's it's probably the mum's responsibility not yours yeah so you don't need to feel guilty about it yeah and like i've seen
1: a lot of dads that if the kids start kicking, kicking off yeah it's like
0: go to your mum yeah so, okay, that would be interesting. I mean, we're not going to know the answer, but I wonder if Dave feels more guilt because he is so hands-on. Yeah. Because he does so much with the kids, that guilt is there because he is in, he is in it with me all of the time. So it's affecting him emotionally just as much as it's affecting me emotionally because he's doing so much. Mm-hmm. And so he's... He, it's like his brain is al- is allowing itself to feel that guilt because he's like, yeah, this is really fucking hard work yeah um so I do wonder like if there's an is there's an amount of like you know I wonder if the ratio of guilt to the amount of hands-on you are with your child yeah is I quanti- mean quantify quantifiable you know what I mean <laughs> I mean thinking about this
1: um my dad worked away Monday to Friday yeah my whole child childhood yeah and continues to do so now yeah like he picked me up once from from school
0: yeah
1: when i was in primary school well, one time and that was that so he used to go on a monday morning come back on a friday yeah and then after my mum had my brother obviously they just had another kid things were getting a bit more expensive mm. so he started working like two weeks away at a time
0: oh you devil
1: Obviously, to earn more money. Yeah. But he'd come back on, like, a Friday night, every other Friday night.
0: Yeah.
1: And leave on, like, say, the Saturday evening.
0: Yeah. So, So... You barely saw him then.
1: Yeah. So a time came when he came home one weekend. My brother was maybe eight or nine months old. Yeah. My brother had no idea who he was.
0: Really?
1: And he... My dad... to to this day will freely say, like, how guilty and how awful he felt when that happened.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So after that, my mum said, like, that's it. You come back every weekend and you see your kids. Yeah, yeah. And he did.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, most weekends he was back.
0: Yeah.
1: And he spent time with us. He actually...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, which is why I think my dad loves having darcy around is because he gets to sp- spend time with darcy in a way that he never got to spend mm-hmm. time with m- me or my brother when we were children yeah yeah so sort of reliving it a little bit yeah yeah that's nice it is nice that's lovely but then it also like he'll express like surprise at her behaviors yeah and me and my mum will be like that's just what children are like yeah, you just didn't yeah. spend enough time with your own children to know that children
0: that's very interesting yeah because my, my dad is the complete opposite so my dad was a very hands like hands-on dad he was like the he, he was the one that played with us all the time and you know he worked he worked every day but he'd come home at five o'clock on the dot and then he was in with the kids and he loved it and so now any behaviours... It's really funny because I worry so much about certain stuff. So if, like, Ramona kicks off and we're around my mum and dad's, she kicks off about something and my dad can probably tell that I'm, like, worried about it or, like, have a reaction to it. My dad, Because my dad's just so chilled out and so carefree, which is very annoying for my mum, as you can imagine. <laughs> um, my dad's just like, yeah, she's fine, she's a kid. And he just has no... There's no worry there at all. Like, anything that anything that i've said that my kids have done or the way they might react or if they react negatively he's just like he just takes it on the chin he just finds he finds most of it hilarious yeah and it's a really good way to react i wish i could do it more like i wish i had a bit more of that kind of like just not giving a shit like my dad does because he just finds it but if ramona has a tantrum and my dad's there honestly he just he just like he just berates her is berate yeah great, that's the word isn't it he just goads her but in a funny way he'll just be like poking and going oh what are you sad for yeah oh, you to, oh what are you getting angry for Ramona and in the end she's pissing herself laughing because he just he just finds it funny and yeah. so it's like he's a you're unable to be angry with him because yeah. he's just like oh oh you're oh you're angry are you I think it's very funny actually
1: yeah where my dad will be like <laughs> so sometimes he'll he he tends to get up quite early on the weekend so if I can hear that he's awake and Darcy comes in to me, I'll be like, go and see your granddad. Yeah, go see granddad. He'll sort you out. Yeah. And then my dad, I'll come down and my dad will be like, well, she's already had three breakfasts. And I'm like, well, <laughs> so she'll have had like a bowl of cereal, yeah. a slice of toast and some fruit. I was yeah. like, that's not three breakfasts. Dad. That's breakfast. That's one breakfast. I say breakfast. Yeah. And he like really freaks out about it. He's yeah. like, she never stops eating. I'm like, yeah, because she's
0: five. Yeah. She's five and she. Have you seen her move? She moves very quickly all of the time.
1: Yeah. And he's. And I think because he never. And it sounds bad when I say, like, he never spent time with us when we were kids. He didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice and it not. wasn't, like, out of malice or anything. No. But he just. It's a very loud hand dryer, isn't it? Is that loud? Yeah, than but usual? why does it sound like it's coming from that direction? Have they moved the hand dryer to our door? <laughs> so he he's just so completely unaware of how children behave yeah, because yeah. not only was he not present for most of his children's childhoods our childhoods were also 20 years ago
0: yeah yeah yeah. they do forget they definitely forget yeah but i do think it's kind of like it's really annoying because with the with the generational thing with our parents they didn't feel quite as much guilt as, as we did they're far more chilled out about it all it just happened So on the one hand, it's really annoying because that's really hard to deal with because I'm like, I've got all this guilt and all this worry and you guys don't seem to care and Mm. you've forgotten all the shit that happened. But on the other hand, sometimes it's quite useful because I just think, well, we've come out the other end. Here we are 20, 30 years later and you guys are just like, don't worry about it. You just think, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I don't need to worry about it. Because it's clearly fine, it's clearly okay. They clearly think it's okay. There's things I've worried about before where my mum's just been like, Please do not worry about that. They are fine. There is nothing wrong with them. They're wonderful kids and you're doing a great job. And you stop feeling guilty about it. Mm -hmm. You're just like, but I can't. I feel guilty about everything.
1: And like I've also felt guilty about like relying on other people to help Mm. look after my child. But then I'm also like, if I didn't because I think like we should also talk about how to kind of alleviate those feelings right mm, and i think a yeah. big part of curbing the rage side of things yeah is to just get yourself out of the situation yeah 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 yeah. yeah. like yeah. take some time
0: away take some
1: time yeah. t- take some time for yourself yeah and i'm lucky look- lucky that i have several people that i can
0: yeah
1: ask to
0: Look after my child, yeah. so I can just have a bit of time to myself. Yeah, that's it. You do, and you need some headspace. That's why I walk Dobby in the morning and put my headphones on. It's like that's my clear air space, and I'm thinking about and nothing but myself. You know, that's all I'm yeah. doing. And that's why that's a, that's one thing for people, for parents who are like in partnerships. I think it's really important. I don't care what job you do. I don't care how high stress your job is, and I don't care how demanding it is. If you're the one that's going to work. And you've got a partner at home looking after the children. As soon as you get you get home, it is your job to look after those children. Mm-hmm. It is your turn. I don't care if you're a surgeon. I don't care if you're a police. Officer, I don't care. Yeah. It is your it is your turn because that person who's been looking after the kids all day needs a fucking break. Yeah. From those children. Absolutely. And if they don't get a fucking break, then they're going to have a breakdown. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just doesn't it just doesn't end, and you need that space for yourself. It even never if it's ends. Just even if it's just half an hour. Even like now, so Dave used to do most of the cooking and now we're in a position where we kind of have to share it because of the way he works. And now it's like, now I understand, I used to hate cooking, hated cooking so much and Dave was quite happy to do it. So I was like, okay, fine. Now I do the cooking, I'm like, this is great. I get half an hour to myself and all I have to do is stand here and think about what I'm putting in the pot. Yeah, yeah and it's a moment of clarity because I think
1: as well children kind of grasp that you are making their dinner and like Mm. not all the time they won't always be like mum is making my dinner so I'll leave her alone but I have made it quite clear to Darcy I'm doing this so that we can have dinner and you go and do whatever you want to do yeah
0: yeah. do another thing just (laughs) don't be in the kitchen (laughs) yeah very annoyingly Ramona's got really into cooking quite recently and wants to help us make the dinner and it's like, oh, oh, and you can't say no to that because you. Well, like Darcy has to do thing. this one
1: time, and I was like, right, okay. Well, I was making a spaghetti bolognese, so mm. I said, well, what you can do is grate the carrots. Mm. Three seconds into doing this, she had grated the top of her own finger well, off. She has. So she has never expressed an interest in cooking I since. Think that,
0: that was probably for the best, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was karma.
1: Especially because I hate people being in, in yeah. the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my when away. I'm cooking. Yeah, yeah. I'm like don't be near me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't I, even look at me.
0: This is this is mad. Now that you've said that um Darcy immediately uh, graced her finger I have taught Ramona how to use a knife and chop up olives. <laughs> With a knife. She's quite good at it. Like a
1: sharp knife. Yeah, a proper knife. She's alright it actually. She's like, pretty good. I'll give Darcy a butter knife to chop the tops
0: off some strawberries. And now she's been doing olives and she did what was the other thing she chopped up? Um something else quite hard to chop. Not onions. She's not on onions yet. No. Has she done carrots? No, maybe Aubergine. Might have been Aubergine. She's cut up a bit of au- Yeah, she's pretty good at chopping. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um anything else you want to talk about guilt wise?
1: I think it's just important to acknowledge that it's gonna happen. Yeah. As much as like we're not gonna stop it, are we? It's You it's can't stop it no. unless you have money to have a fleet of therapists, yeah, following you around, following you around at all times. Uh, also, like nannies and, like, you know, yeah, a like a couple of life coaches, three you're just, nannies, you're just, four therapists. You're going to feel mum guilt. I think mm. that just the most important thing is not to let it consume you. Yeah, because it can. It absolutely can. There's
0: definitely days where it's consumed me to the point where I'm not. Well, I'm being a shit mum because I'm just sat wallowing in my in self pity. Yeah. And you're going, well, what's what point is there?
1: Yeah, like, like, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, and actually, you just got to get up and do it, haven't you? And I think sometimes all you need is for someone to tell you that you are doing a good job. Yeah. And for right. me, like I'm a bottomless pit for val- validation. Yes. Like I just need people to tell me that I'm yeah. doing a good job all the time. You're doing a good job. Thank you, Rosie. All of the time.
0: <laughs> I promise but yeah but it is it's that it's like or the other thing it's not just you're doing a good job it's like when you go i feel so guilty that i did this and then the person you're talking to says i wouldn't i don't think you need to feel guilty about that because of this this and this and you go yeah oh thank you thank god or (laughs) i "I feel so guilty because i did this this has happened a lot today i feel so guilty that i did this and then the person talking to you go oh i do that too
1: yeah oh
0: thank fuck (laughs) it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay It is all
1: going to be okay. We're just trying. Yeah, and all you need to do is try.
0: All we need to do is try. We're feeling very
1: guilty about it, but we're just trying. Sometimes you don't even have to try that hard, to be honest.
0: No, some of the time it's all right, isn't it? Mm. Some of the time you just open your eyes and give them your phone.
1: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Go on YouTube. And the rage thing, I think, is a little bit more difficult to contend with because it's so, like... So personal, isn't it? So personal, and it's so, like, deeply ingrained in you. Yeah. And it's you cannot regul-
0: regulate yourself out of it in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, why I... Can't, I, I I'm i trying to strategize that as we speak. Like, yeah. That's something I'm dealing with right now. So I can't say, oh, I, I would try this. Because I don't know yet. Yeah. I'm still trying that now.
1: I think, for me, I'm only just five years in now starting to be able to stop that Take rage in its back. tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like i'm five years in and it's still like it's still hard on the very odd occasion i managed to actually successfully do it
0: oh my god sinead i am absolutely fucking mortified when they're teenagers i'm so terrified so, yeah i'm scared. so so scared and l- let's hope to god that we're still making this podcast so that we can talk through it because i'm genuinely mortified if darcy
1: is anything like how i was as a teenager god help us all Uh, i should start saving up for therapy right now right now
0: yeah me too so i'm so scared yeah i was such a horrible teenager yeah to my parents yeah
1: awful and like darcy already has an attitude yeah how much worse is it going to be that
0: sassiness imagine that sassiness in a 14 year old oh my god oh my god dear yeah please help us um, shall we do our loves and those of the week? I
1: think we should. What's your love of the week? My love of the week? Ow. Oh. I've been sat on my bum for too long and it's gone numb. My love of the week this week is... Oh, a show on Netflix. Oh, we've got a recommendation. Yes, please. We do. It's called The Diplomat. Oh, yeah. Not seeing that. And it is about uh, the American ambassador... To the uk so it's like a drama yeah and like she's come to be the ambassador for the uk with her very sexy husband mm. rufus sewell oh yeah you showed me this guy the other night yeah he is a very sexy man isn't he yeah, yeah he is like the epitome of sexy older man yeah yeah sure and it's very like fast-paced and cool is it
0: like crime crime thriller it's not
1: it's like political intrigue thriller oh okay like political intrigue thriller sure okay it's good i really i've very much enjoyed it okay watched it with my mom this week
0: i think in that case then i'm going to give you a recommendation it's not my love of the week but just to keep that going Mm -hmm. um is also a netflix four-parter it's called the inside man it's got stanley tucci in it oh i've been yes i've got that on my to watch list that's a good one and david tennant right david tennant it's good Very good. I think I'll watch it this week. Give that a go. Um, Wonderful. My love of the week is... um, Okay, yeah. It's been mentioned already, but I'm going to say it again. Um, Tattoos. (laughs) Tattoos are my love of the week because I have realised, and Sinead has realised, and all of my friends have realised, that I am a tattoo enabler. Yeah. I am obsessed... With other people wanting to get tattoos and me trying to make that happen. Yeah. As soon as anyone says I'm thinking of getting a tattoo, I turn into like a rabid dog. Yeah. And I'm like, let's talk about who's going to do it, where you're going to get it, what do you want? I'd also like to talk about the tattoos I'm getting and all the (laughs) tattoos I want to get. And here are all the people I like that do tattoos. I'm obsessed. You really are. Completely obsessed. And when I've had a drink, all I want to do is tell people they should get tattoos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty much
0: all she did on Friday. You can agree with that. Yeah. And I bet you're pretty annoyed that I've brought it up again.
1: (laughs) No, I could never be annoyed at you, Rosie. Well,
0: you want more tattoos as well, right? So it's okay. I do want more tattoos, We did discuss tattoos you're going to get, tattoos I'm going to get, tattoos Mm -hmm. that everyone else in the group is definitely going to get because I've told them they have to. If anyone wants to give us tattoos for free, (laughs)
1: hey, I'd be up for that. I'd definitely be up for that. Me me and Rosie have made the decision. Oh, yeah that when we've been doing this podcast for a year, we're going to get matching Amateur Milf Society tattoos. We're definitely
0: getting Milf tattoos. We have to. We have to.
1: Yeah, I really think it would be rude not to.
0: Yeah, it would. Um, Anybody who's got any tattoo ideas? Maybe anyone who is a tattooist and they're interested in tattooing us. Hit us up. Tattooing the word Milf on us somewhere. Yeah. And And other things. And other things.
1: And other things. What's your loathe of the week? Oh, like I said earlier, I have been finding it increasingly more difficult to find loads of the week. Yes, is the sunshine is making you happy? Yeah, the sunshine is making me happy. Um, I think my load of the week is it being too hot when I go to bed? Oh no, you're one of those people.
0: Oh, it's just too it's just too hot. It's because too hot
1: in the daytime, I'm fine yeah. as well. In the daytime, if I don't have to be at work i'm fine and the sun's out isn't it I suppose that's a difference and then at night time when i get into bed because i also cannot sleep without covers on yeah i really struggle with that um so i and i only have like a summer weight duvet on all year round but i'm Mm. still like (laughs) it's too hot hot. and especially because i was drunk on friday night Mm. and i woke up and i was too hot And I was aggressively sweating. Yeah. And my sweat smelled like booze. And you wanted to be sick. And I wanted to be sick. Mm. And it was just terrible. Yeah. And I just don't like being too hot. I like getting into a freezing cold bed. Really? I love it.
0: Do you know what I sometimes do in the winter? What? Hair dry the inside of my bed. So that I can get into a warm bed. I
1: love sliding into (laughs) freezing cold sheets.
0: You should be... Yeah, well you're Irish aren't you but I just imagined like the way you described getting into like sliding into cold sheets then was like a scene in like a Jane Austen novel <laughs> when they talk about those cold winters and they have to put extra petticoats on extra petticoats <laughs> all that stuff like but, you know when
1: you t- flip your pillow in the night and like go on the cold side of the pillow yeah that's quite nice yeah like, I agree just with want that my whole bed to feel like to that the over. whole time yeah. you want your bed to be flippable like, you know what I've done before Flipped my duvet over. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. To get the cold side of my duvet, which is why I can never share a bed with someone on a like long term basis because I think they would get really, really, really pissed off with me. Will you stop moving whilst we're asleep? Saying that though, I think it's really weird that you get a partner and all of a sudden you're expected to share a bedroom with them. Yeah, it's hard, man. I never want to do that.
0: Fully understand why older couples, like, get a twin beds. Totally get it, because, like, there's no reason why you shouldn't just sleep in separate beds. It doesn't mean you don't love each other.
1: Also, it Just means separate, you'll get a good night's sleep. Separate rooms. Separate rooms, yeah. There's no no one saying you can't have sleepovers. Yeah. But, like... Just
0: don't have locks on the doors.
1: My room is my space where... Yeah. It's, it's my
0: space. It's, it's my, my space. room. It's my space.
1: I don't ever want to give up my space for another man for, for a partner or another partner yes because i like i like flipping my duvet around when it's too hot yeah Thank i you. like flipping my duvet around with when it's too hot and it's also just ridiculous to expect that because you've decided that you like quite like this person you want to keep them around for a bit you have to share a bedroom with them every single night of your life every single night of your life <laughs> Absolute madness! It is madness!
0: Dave does this weird thing in his sleep where he puts his hand in the air and then it like drops down onto his face. It's like a thing he's always done. So if he's sleeping in the right position, his hand goes up and then it like drops and it wakes me up, the sound of it. And so most nights I have to like stuff his hand under the cover to stop him from (laughs) doing it. And then he like rolls over in his sleep, like, oh, sorry. And he's just like, will you stop? (laughs) One time
1: my mum had a dream was So intense that she kicked my dad in the back what in the middle did? of the night. What? Was she dreaming? I don't know. Something was she playing football or something? She must have done because she literally like moved back in the bed, lifted her leg up, and kicked yeah, him in the it.
0: back. Nice.
1: Yeah. She and he, he woke up like, "What the
0: fuck are you doing?" She says she was asleep.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that's not asleep. as bad as the time that she bought anti-snoring spray for mm. my dad because yeah. my dad snores quite badly. Yeah. Um, and didn't read the instructions, because the instructions say you spray it in your mouth before you go to sleep, and it will stop you from snoring. Yeah. Mum sprayed it into his mouth mid-snore. When he was asleep. When he was asleep. And he woke up like... (coughs) (coughs) And I nearly choked to death. She thought you had to do it in secret. That's amazing. And then there was all this commotion happening, so I ran in from the next room like, what's happening? And Dad was like, your mum just tried to kill me. She's drugged me.
0: <laughs> She's poised to through my mouth. Wow, that's so funny. Why did she think you have to do it mid snore I mad- not That's Rosie. madness. That's hilarious. Uh, my loathe of the week is um, sticks, sticks and leaves and feathers. Sticks and st- leaves. <laughs> my loathe of the week is sticks and leaves and feathers. Okay. I Tell am me more. sick to fucking death of children. Of my children. Picking sticks and leaves and feathers and insisting that they come into the house because they're their special sticks and leaves and feathers.
1: Or when you're out and about and they're like, you need to put these in your pocket. Can you put these in your pocket? Do you know how many
0: fucking feathers I keep finding in my pockets? Our feathers are gross. They're dirty. Disgusting. Little tiny sticks, tiny leaves, little petals off... Flowers or when they pick up a bunch of daisies.
1: Oh my god! I emptied out my winter coat to go to the dry cleaners the other week, right? Yeah. I had to Hoover the dried daisies yeah. out of
0: my pocket. That's disgusting. And I, I every single day I have to I have to use my hand to scoop all the shit off the table into the bin. Mm-hmm. all the shit which they describe as their special flowers that they bought for me mummy I bought you a special stick back from school I don't want your special stick I oh but it's a magic wand it's not it's a stick yeah oh look at this lovely feather oh it's a dirty pigeon feather because it's in the bin <laughs> yeah and like- no it's my special fe- do you know what actually came out of Ramona's mouth this morning she went no 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 Lola no like this and we like what's wrong what's wrong what's going on it's happening again she's holding my special feather Give her one of the other ones. Oh, give her one of the other ones. There's feathers everywhere.
1: I hate I,
0: it. Why? Why should?
1: You, why must children cultivate just
0: shit? Curate just piles of shit from the garden or outside. Outside shit. Yeah, I hate yeah. it. Weeds, bits of stuff. Oh, stop it. Anyway, that was my loathe of the week. Um, shall we go? let's go let's go because we've probably got loads of sticks to put in the bin when we get <laughs> thank you so much for listening everyone <sighs> we're just trying um, yes please subscribe to the Amateur Mill Society
1: give us a rate a review yes give us a follow yeah, follow us follow on us. social media yeah 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 do that you can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. on TikTok yes. and on Twitter
0: and you also should tell all your friends about us so that they can listen as well literally all of your friends everyone
1: not even they don't even have to be your friend just anyone that will listen to you anyone
0: that will listen to you which is not your children <laughs> um, and you don't have to have children to listen to this my friends who don't have children listen to it and they still find us quite amusing yeah so do mine because we complain so much yeah um but yes we've been the amateur Bill society please listen we've been um, the amateur Bill yeah.
1: society you've been wonderful <laughs> Have a great week. We've been tired. We've been tired. (laughs) Good night. Bye.